Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to a quick and fun travel escape? Enjoy public art outside or outsider art inside and refresh your sense of history with awe-inspiring parks and museums. Vicksburg is the key to the South. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at uh, Tuscaloosa or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. Robbie, it would be a little weird. If uh, Brupolo was in Boyle. Boyle. Yeah. I think we've done Boyle before, though. I feel... I don't know. I don't know. I can't Coffee remember. boils, technically. Yes. Does it boil? Well, I think the water... I don't know if it boils. Is it hot enough? No, it can't. Because you couldn't drink it. You can't it's drink... A little un, it's a little yeah. under boil. You can't drink boiling water. And so no, even you can't. If, no, so no. It's no. a little under. A little under. But you can put coffee on the... Uh, what is the, the correct temperature to serve coffee at? Do we know? Well, I'm sure Google can tell you. I gotta know. You know, I was in Strange Brew the other day. Mm-hmm. My daughter wanted a hot chocolate. Ooh, it's 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 up there. What is it? Between one sixty and one eighty five. I mean, two twelve is bowling. Two twelve right? is bowling. That's not too far off. <clears throat> but I went to Sh- Strange Brew the other day. You mm-hmm. had something in there. Yeah, I need to go get that. Yeah, I did not. Oh, That's oh, fine. it's fine. Oh, that's a shame. That's fine. No. Um, my wife got herself a latte. Yeah. Natty and I got hot chocolate, which was, I just gulped down. It's so good. It's the best hot chocolate I've ever had. It's good. And that just goes to show you that you don't have to be a coffee person to frequent Strange Brew. No. If you're having a you know a day where it's a little cold, a little chilly outside, it was a little rainy that day. It wasn't a little rainy. It was a lot rainy. You know, it's just the, it just warms the soul. There you go. And of course, they have all the delicious baked goods in the cabinet there. Yeah, they were they were wiped out the other morning. Ah. My daughter was really upset. She wanted some breakfast stuff, and they were wiped out. I mean, the the breakfast stuff was selling like hotcakes. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> well, wherever you are, if you want the delicious strange brew coffee, which by the way they have, they, they have, now have basically hotcakes in a coffee. Yeah, cup. they've liquidized the hot the hot cake. The it maple works. bacon pancake. It works. Joel Coleman, uh, he got a hold of that yesterday. Well, I need to get his review. I want to see him tomorrow or tonight, I guess, at the hump. I bet it's good. I bet it is. Wherever you are, if you want Strange Brew Coffee, you can have it every morning. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it for delivery. Whatever kind of coffee machines on the front counter in your house, that's covered at Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise you are looking for. Be it clothes or stuff for the house, the car, the tailgate, hats, T-shirts, stuff for the kids, stuff for the ladies. they got a whole great selection over there at College Corner and plenty of ways to get to you. Two locations in the uh, Jackson area, 
They're original by Fleet Feet, flowed by the half shell, or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler is Starkville's flagship restaurant. It's the best in town. The best lunch, the best dinner, the best brunch. And it's also the best uh, place to grab a drink around back at Restaurant Tyler's uh, sister speakeasy, the guest room. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, when we think about the, the, the good folks with Restaurant Tyler, you're also thinking about Ben 612. They're back up and open as a bar, at least, and the restaurant portion of that will be coming very soon. I heard it's uh, it's they, they've done some great renovations there. Looking forward to getting back into the bin uh, very, very soon. Check them out. Start, eat local Starkville. And, of course, the flagship restaurant, Restaurant Tyler. Priority One Bank is Central Mississippi's place to help you guys out with your financial decisions. Whatever it is you're looking for to do, Priority One Bank can help you do it. Their mobile app is streamlined, and it helps you manage multiple accounts, transfer funds, pay your bills, and much, much more. 16 locations across central Mississippi to serve you, and they make your life a lot easier by providing local decisions at each one of those branches for your personal loans. Call them today for more information. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Before we dive into the rumblings, Robbie Falk, you know, First off, I can't tell you how it's it's just so much excitement to be able to talk about basketball again. Like this and time not, last and not year, just be completely. Last year we were just I was I was looking for reasons not to talk about it. Yeah, it's like I just you know I was coming up with baseball stuff to talk about, football stuff, anything just to not talk about that team. This team's a lot different. Let's start with the ladies though. Big win for them Monday night, an ordeal as you and I, we, totally separate from one another, tweeted that it was an ordeal. We have a very similar brain. We do, we do. Uh SEC basketball officiating at its finest, uh, but that might have been the worst officiating crew I've ever seen. Uh, like, I want not, you to think about what you're saying. That, that's, and like, that's saying a lot. That's saying a lot. And I, I thought about that after the game because somebody came up to me and said, "You know, where did you get this officiating crew?" And <laughs> I said, "You know, because the same person we've had conversations almost every game about like I need to get a better officiating crew. All this, this was literally the worst that I've seen easily this year." Might be the worst ever. I mean, they were awful, mm-hmm. absolutely awful. But we say all that to say objectively, that, yes, the Mississippi State got the win in double overtime over Tennessee. That is, you said that's their that's their first quad one win of the season. Yes, so that's a big win. And I think they have only one quad two win. They they just don't have a whole lot of good wins. But this is a this is a top twenty net team in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. It was a huge win. And don't like the, don't let the fact that Tennessee's not ranked fool you. This is a really, really, really good team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you watched that game, you saw just how talented they were. That is a extremely talented team. When you talk about Jordan Horston and Jillian Hollingshead, who was uh, just a phenomenal player. Mm-hmm. Rakia Jackson scored twenty eight last mm-hmm. night. I mean, the talent is undeniable for Tennessee. They just really struggled in the first part of the schedule. But now you're in SEC play. You go look at that SEC record, they're mm-hmm. nine and two. Yeah. Their one loss came against LSU, I think. At they LSU. Haven't played South Carolina yet. <clears throat> no, they have not. So nine and two and their only losses to LSU that that loss at LSU, the only thing keeping them from being tied for first in the SEC. So you beat one of the best teams in the SEC, which Usually means if you've beaten one of the top three teams in the SEC, you've beaten one of the best teams in the country. Yeah. The only reason they're not ranked right now is because they haven't been able to make up for the losses they had early on the schedule, 
and then right when they got ranked again, they lost to UConn and LSU in back-to-back games. Yeah. This is a team that at the end of the year is going to be in the top 25. They're, they're about to stack some more wins here. So to find a way to win that was absolutely huge. Mm-hmm. And With Jessica was, Carter on the bench, yeah. both overtimes, correct? Yes. Um, Fouled out in regulation. And she didn't play well, but that just yeah. shows you Mississippi State has the ability to be a really good team. Moved up two spots in the net to 37. That's a good spot to be. i got to tell you, this is kind of disappointing from the NCAA, and I guess I shouldn't be because it's the NCAA. But like, if you look at the men's net rankings, they break everything down into quad one, quad two, quad three, quad four. They don't do that for the women. Yeah. What's the point of that? That is literally two seconds of work, guys. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know where quality. What year is it? I'm not sure where you go to for – because Kim Palm has net stuff, right? For the men? I would think, not. I'm not sure where you go to for the women to find that information. But um, for State, you've put yourself in good position to – Make the NCAA tournament if you get a few more wins here. I think 20 wins gets you a bid. Yes. Because right now, they're ahead of Mississippi State bas- men's basketball in mm-hmm. in the net. Yeah, they're 37, yeah. And they don't have the same quality wins as the men. Mm-hmm. So really, it's just all about just finding some wins here in the back half of the schedule. I think nine wins in the SEC for both teams gets mm-hmm. them in the NCAA tournament. You would think so, yeah. 500 um, in conference is usually enough in the SEC. And Mississippi State, yeah, there's not a whole lot of – there's not – I don't think any bad losses for State's women. Is I don't Georgia think a bad loss? Uh, No, they're 43 in the net. That's so that would have terrible. Been a, it's, that, a, it's a bad loss when you look at the score. That would have been a quad one win at home or on the road. It's a bad loss when you look at the score. Yeah, but, but it's not a bad them. loss, right? They lost to Ole Miss is twenty nine in the net. Here. Uh Nebraska is not a bad loss. Uh Nebraska's thirty nine in the net. Yeah, South Dakota State, not a bad loss. They've been pretty good all year, right? Yeah. So I mean you just They're don't 50th. have so but that, that, on the road though. That's on the not road, a bad that's a, that would have been a quad one win. Yeah. Um so it's just the fact that they don't have a whole lot of quality win. If they had if they would have beaten South Dakota State and Nebraska Maybe taking one of those Georgia and Ole Miss games, they would be in. They would start talking about seating. Yeah, you, you start talking about you know, could they possibly host at yeah. that point? Yeah, because at that point you're probably in the top twenty five net. If you get a win over Ole Miss and a win over Georgia and a win over South Dakota and Nebraska, mm-hmm. um, you're looking at well, you only have like three losses, three or four losses at yeah. that point. So they're in position, and you still have some quality wins out there too. You got Alabama at home; they're twenty-four in the net. Mm-hmm. That's that's a big game coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Arkansas, who I think is solid. They're thirty-four. Arkansas at home; that's a quad one win if you can get that. It's two two more quad one wins. That's quad two. I thought top thirty at home. Is it top thirty? Yeah. Okay. Well, never mind. Yeah. Um, See, I I'm learning. That. It's top fifty on top the road. Top fifty on the road. Yeah. <clears throat> Alabama's a quad one, and then obviously if, when they beat LSU at the end of the season, yeah, yeah, you know that's in Baton Rouge. You can already go ahead and count that as a win. Um, I do think LSU is a bit overrated. When does LSU play South Carolina this week? Oh, okay, that's actually I might pay attention to that. at South Carolina. Okay, um, I'm taking South Carolina by double digits. By the way, ooh, okay, I'm, okay. I'm not very high on LSU. I mean, I think I think they're solid, but I just I don't I don't think they've really played anybody. Okay. And they, I mean, especially not on the road. They struggled with Georgia the other day. 
They struggled with Texas A&M. Um, so, you know, I I think South Carolina is just a different animal. I think they're going to see that. All right. Well, we'll see what happens with the MSU women's team. Like I said, a good win but last I'll night. Say, I, if they finish strong, they're going to get in. I just want to say, I think a lot of people are premature on Sam Purcell's demise. Well, I, it's not even demise. This is a guy who's a first-time head coach. He's got to figure some things about, out. Well, not only that, you're talking about he's sixteen and seven. Well, I mean, and, it, and he's he's five. This is a guy that you hired. One. Excuse me, you hired him in, and you knew that he had the pedigree as a recruiter, and he delivered on that. He got a very solid recruiting class coming in, but you knew that he was going to have to figure some things out as a coach because it's his first time to do it as the top guy. And all, yeah, like you said, he's sixteen and seven, and he's 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 five hundred in the SEC. He's got them poised to make the NCAA tournament. That's a great first year. And it's like we said earlier, it's the opposite of Jans, where you knew what you had on the bench. It was Kenny was going to be able to recruit. He's proven what he's going to do on the bench. Now he's got to continue to get better as a recruiter. If those two things happen, if if Purcell grows as a coach and Jans continues to be able to recruit, you're set. You got good program. Yeah, so. I just I don't think it's wise to just go ahead and you know throw him out when he's had some success early on in the season. He's shown the ability to compete against great teams and now win a game against a really good team in Tennessee. It's just too early to, to say all that. And I'm not saying that, that you need to go ahead and, and crown him you know, SEC Coach of the Year either. But right. no. he's the winningest coach in a first year in MSU history, and he's still got several games left, plus possibly the NCAA tournament. You're talking about a guy that could possibly win 20 games in his first year with a program that has was kind of in disarray, and not even kind of. They were this this program had to be rebuilt very quickly. Um, this is not the, the Mississippi State program that Vic Schaefer was running. This is a different program, and to be able to have a team that's in position to get in the NCAA tournament in year one, I think speaks to what kind of coach he's he can be. And we'll see what transpires throughout his career, but. He's not a failure at this point. He's he's in good shape. They they've improved their win total from a year ago already. They got a chance to win on, you know more SEC games than they did last year, and I know the roster's a, a lot better than it was last year. But at the same time, you you got to give him some credit for what's transpired so far this year. Absolutely, absolutely. Then on the men's side of things, Mississippi State takes on LSU tonight at the Hump, eight o'clock tip. At the end of the day, Robbie, you know. There are some must-win. It's it's interesting for me for Mississippi State in that the must-win games for Mississippi State basketball are the ones against the bad teams. You know they can get away with losing to Arkansas, with losing to Kentucky, maybe even losing on the road to Missouri, but they cannot lose to LSU. They cannot lose to Ole Miss. They cannot lose to South Vanderbilt. Carolina. Yeah, and so, well, so, I'm I, I'm not even saying South Carolina. If you lose to them, you don't deserve anything. Um, LSU is one thirty-eight. In the uh, in the net, which would make tonight, I that might actually make tonight a quad four. Let me let me double check that. Did you see that that stat the other day that they ran on the South Carolina game? South Carolina has averaged like eighteen more points or something per game on the road than they have on at home. For the men, yeah. Wow, I did not see that. That's they've crazy. been better on the road than they That's have at crazy. home. This is a quad three game for state, but they they cannot afford to lose it under any circumstance. State's been playing really well. I don't know that they're playing their best basketball, so I don't feel like they've peaked yet, which is great, right? You don't want you, if honestly, if you're going to peak, after this game would be the best time. Peak against Arkansas and Kentucky, 
Mm-hmm. That would be the time you want you want to really get going. Um, but they have to have this game tonight. You know, LSU first year for uh, for Matt McMahon. Obviously, you know, a lot of state fans might remember that name. He was one of the names that was thrown around for for this job uh, before they ultimately decided to go with Chris Jans. And he had to take over a situation. You, you sort of talked about Mississippi State women and the program was in flux. They had no players at one point. Literally, the roster the was entire empty. Team the entire team hit the portal. I think he got a couple of guys back in, and then he had to put everything back together. And, you know, it's, it's just going to be a process down there at LSU. I have no doubt. That guy's a good coach. He'll figure it out. But Mississippi State, I mean, they cannot afford a loss. One of the things that's going to help State's resume when we get to the final day is currently right now a quad three, quad four, they're 10-0. they got to keep that clean. All right, so they have two quad one wins, three quad two wins, and then they're ten and zero, three and four. They, I think they have maybe four more games remaining in that area. They need to be fourteen and zero, and if they are, and they have a couple of more good wins, I think they're going to get in for sure. But tonight is a massive game for Mississippi State, and LSU is a program that's given State trouble over the past <clears> few years. Obviously, they've been better teams with what Will Wade, you know, recruited without any kind of improprieties whatsoever. Allegedly. None. None. They're not even alleged. That guy was clean as a whistle, as the wind-driven snow. As, I, you as know, a I hear his breath. Ole Miss is vetting him right now just to see if there's any kind of issues there. God, let that happen. Um, they're, they're kind of in a tailspin yeah. right now. They won their first game in the SEC play against Arkansas, and that was like a huge upset. Yeah. And they were like competitive and like against Kentucky like early on, and then it just started getting worse and worse. They lost by 40 to Bama. They lost by 18 to Auburn at home. Um, they got beat by 19 by Tennessee. Arkansas, when they played again, beat them by 20. Yeah. And they scored 40 points. Yeah. Uh, you know, they were competitive against Alabama for the most part last week, but this is a team that's, that right now is is not playing. And they're with, on a 10-game losing streak. Yeah, and they're not playing with a ton of confidence. You know, it, it's just a game that you have to get. Mississippi State, if you're wanting to make the NCAA tournament, these are games you can't lose. Yeah. Um, and you know it's it's just one of those deals where you have to. And I, I feel like Chris Jans has. I mean, he's kind of upfront with that stuff. Yeah, you know, like he's very. He in talks tune. a little bit more about big picture than the average coach does. Yeah. So and so, like you know, I, I don't I don't know if you want to put a ton of emphasis on that with your team and tell them you know we can't lose this game. You don't want to pressure your team like that. Right. But I think you just tell them like, hey guys, if we play our game, if we do what if we do what we do well, which is what we've done. In the last couple of weeks, we're not going to have a whole lot of issues. Right. We we have to play our game. We can't take our we're own, in control our of our own destiny. That's right. Yeah. Boy, so you, big big game just for the sense that state can't lose. I want to clear up. I mean, you, you sort of laid it out there with LSU, but I want to get into the specifics of this. So they like you said they beat Arkansas week one. Arkansas was ranked in the top ten. Yeah. Um. So at that point in the season, LSU had actually gotten off to a really good start in, in non-conference play. They lost to Kansas State, who's I think going to end up being a tournament team. That was their only non-conference loss. Uh, they beat Wake Forest. They beat Wofford, which is year in year out a pretty decent mid-major team. They beat Akron, who you know Mississippi State has, has beaten. And you're thinking, okay, we'll see how it goes. So they, they beat Arkansas. They lose to Kentucky by three. Since that game, they've played ten games. They've lost them all, and their closest margin of uh, defeat is eight. 
Nine of the ten games are double-digit games. You mentioned they lost by 40 to Alabama uh, in Tuscaloosa. They lost at home to uh, to Auburn by 18. They lost uh, at at home to Tennessee by 21. They lost. A, they rematched with Arkansas. They lost by 20. Uh, they lost by 10 at Missouri, and then they had Alabama at home and played them much better, but still lost by 10. And this is a team that's reeling. You absolutely cannot afford a slip-up. I don't think State will have one either, though. I think State will get the win, and then they'll have sort of done what we talked about. We said, well, if you could have win, you know, once they beat TCU, we said, could you win the next three and be on a four-game winning streak when you go to Arkansas? Yeah, That's what they're going to be in all likelihood if they can get the win tonight. All right. Let's move on into the rumblings. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it is what's for dinner. If you're looking to cook out this weekend, if you're looking to stay in, it's going to be cold. Get the, get the, uh, the Dutch oven out, make a big pot of chili, big pot of beef stew. Nothing wrong with that. But if you do fire up the grill, steaks, burgers, brisket, tri-tip, picanha. I did some uh, Mississippi God. pot roast last weekend on the, on the grill, a couple of big chuck roasts, and, and they were delicious. So... Anything you're looking to cook out, you know that beef is going to make it better. Head over to the butcher shop. Head over to your meat markets. Talk to those guys there. They'll hook you up, and they'll get you the best deals on the best products. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. It is the spot in the Cotton District to people watch and, of course, to eat, which is more important. You know, People watching is fun. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy it. But I like to eat more. I like to eat the food at Two Brothers. Every time somebody hits me up, Brian, I'm coming to start, but where should I eat? Two Brothers is always on the top of my list, and it should be on the top of your list as well. Head over to Two Brothers and enjoy some smoked southern soul food. Great products, great service. Every business promises it to you. Advantage Business Systems, they deliver it to you, and they have for 48 years. When you need technology, you call Advantage Business Systems. You need a copier, a printer. You need new computers and new laptops for your sales force. They've got it. And then when you need service, you're calling the same people. You've built that relationship. You're not talking to somebody overseas. You're not talking to somebody out of state. You don't have to talk to somebody about a week to 10 days to come help you. They're going to talk to you and get you taken care of, in a lot of cases, that very same day. Because that's the difference in being a neighbor and being a number. 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Rogue and the Collegiate Collection at the Rogue, they've got the polos and quarter zips and pullovers you want to have. They've got the logos that you, the fans, want. They've got great styles, great selection, and great prices. And don't forget, every time you shop at the Rogue and you buy Mississippi State gear, you are helping out Bulldog athletes as part of the Bulldog NIL, Bulldog Initiative Program. That's a that's a win-win. Great clothes, great clothing. It looks good on you, and you know that you're putting some money into the pockets of the athletes that you support. Go to the Rogue in Jackson. Shop online at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. Let's just jump in here to the uh, the rumblings. Colton Watson starts us off. Says knock on wood, but state fans seem pretty universally content with all our head coaches in the four major sports, and you can extend that to softball, volleyball, and soccer. When's the last time state fans? Could say that. Right now, for the most part, that's correct. I, I, there's not a, a head coach that I'm just saying, yeah, they, they could be in trouble. I mean, to be honest with you, the guy who's the most like like that, if he were to have a bad season, is Lamonis, who won a national title two years ago. I think whenever Ben Hallen was ha- hired, I remember everybody talking about like Mississippi State has Ben Hallen, Vic Schaefer, John yeah. Cohen, Dan Mullen. Like, it, was a, it was good times. Yeah. Didn't last long. 
No. So, I mean, right now there's not a ton to be upset about, but mm-hmm. give it, you know, <laughs> give it a couple of weeks. It's like the weather in Mississippi, right? And then they'll talk about, you know, how terrible the the coaches are across the board. And, yeah. Uh, well, then there you go. Next question. Who of our current coaches has the most goodwill? Who is the most likely to lose when they go? I mean, if Lamonis has another bad season, he's not going to have any goodwill. Is it Chris Jans or Zach Garnett that have the I think it's Garnett goodwill? because of the outside uh, factors. You know, I think yeah. the, the passing of Coach Leach gives Arnett a little more goodwill. But Jans, everybody loves Jans right now. Yeah. So, um, Twitter's messing up here today, Scro- guys. Scrolling through here to try to find, like, through the everybody complaining about the refs last night is. Uh, it's got to be brutal for you. At I least can't, it wasn't that. It's I not, can't I, at least I didn't tweet here. about it. Uh, the Ginger Beard Man asks us Who are your picks for the team Cy Young and Offensive MVP? Offensive MVP is an easy one for me. It's Hunter Hines. I think that's that's an easy choice. But who do you think will be the best pitcher on this team if you had to make a way too early prediction? Um, maybe Cade Smith. Okay. You kind of need him to be. Well, you need somebody you, to be. I mean, well, <laughs> that would be I mean, helpful. Who, who else would you look at and say like that? That guy could be a bona fide starter on Friday night. I don't know because you like need, right now I don't know because you need one of those. The so. only other one would be Casey Hunt. But even yeah. then, I, I think I I really do think Casey Hunt's going to be a bullpen guy. I think Cade Smith is your best chance to have a guy that can actually compete on Friday nights against somebody else's ace. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you need him to be your MVP in the pitching staff. Yeah, I agree. Because State's got to have a, a guy that they really trust on Friday nights to go out there and compete with anybody. Mm. <clears throat> Haven't uh, had that in a couple years. Yeah, Brogan Fairchild asked, to parlay off Kyle's excellent question from last week, what is the ultimate Southern tailgate spread? For a late afternoon or night game, so we definitely need some sauce, a sausage and cheese plate out there. Yeah, just to like keep That's everybody your nibbler, happy. Your nibblers there. You're smoking a brisket or something, or yeah. ribs. I think uh, ribs is the way to go all day. A big couple, few slabs of ribs on the tailgate on the yeah. grill. Um, put some put some chicken wings on there. Chicken wings is good. You want to have like a some coleslaw or something. You got to have a couple sides coleslaw and baked then maybe beans. baked beans would be the way to go. Yeah. And then for dessert, maybe like some chess squares, and uh, you know, just just like some some chocolate chip cookies, homemade chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, that's pretty easy. Yeah. Yep, I like that. Good. We did it. We did it again. I, what is I it? actually want that right now. Yeah, I can, yeah. What has impressed you the most about Coach Arnett so far? For me, it's his lack of ego and his openness to learn from the experience of his staff. The more I listen to him, the more convinced I'm. He's highly intelligent and a student of the game. That has been something that I've I've liked seeing from Arnett, who's a, you know he's a first year coach, never been a head coach before, so he has surrounded himself with some experienced guys. He talked about that a lot on signing day about how much SEC experience is on this staff, and then even his off the field staff, uh, uh, Joey Jones, Steve Campbell, these are veteran coaches that he can lean on for when he has questions. And I think Brad Peterson's been a big part of the hiring process. Get so I think he he's done a really good job of. Be like you know, using people as a sounding board to see what would work the best for the plan that he had. Because I think the plan he initiated the plan. He told everybody what the plan, and everybody else kind of used their connections there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been huge for Mississippi State. I think it's going to be something that really helps him in his first year as a head coach. Uh, next question comes to us from Graham Yeatman. You can sit this one out. 
Gladly. What is fair punishment for Man City violating the financial fair play rules? Relegation, point deduction, or a financial penalty? There's not a penalty to you seeing teams beginning to continually break the rules to get ahead, i.e. Newcastle. Great question. So, practice knuckles. So financial penalty is not doesn't make sense, right? These are people who are worth hundreds of billions of dollars in O'Man City. If you find them ten million dollars, it would be like finding me or you twenty bucks. Like they got it. If they are guilty of what they have been accused of, uh, they need to be relegated. They need to be kicked out of the Premier League, maybe down to League One. Give them a two, give them a two tier uh, thing, and then sort of go from there. Now the thing is, they'll be back in two years, and I really want to see Erling Holland in League One. He'll have a hundred goals, but they got to do something, and then you know you got to be strict from that point on. Because if you don't, I do agree that teams are going to be like, all right, well. They got. I feel like this is going to be either an all or nothing kind of punishment. Either they're really going to hammer them, or they aren't going to do anything at all. I don't think they'll do anything in the middle. I don't think it'll be just like a fine and like a point deduction. I think they're either going to they're either going to relegate them, or they're going to say, "Well, we couldn't figure it out." Ah, uh, let's see here. The Bellsmith. By the way, if you ever need custom cowbells, uh, check out the Bellsmith. Oh, that reminds me. I'm sorry. I'll get back to your question in just a second, Bellsmith. But I did have something I needed. I forgot that I needed to point out. Uh, Bulldog fans who live here in the Golden Triangle need to give you this update. Effective baseball season. Now, basketball will continue to be on WKBB 100.9 up here. But starting baseball season, Mississippi State sports are moving to WLZA. So if you're in the Golden Triangle, you want to listen to Bulldog baseball, you need to listen on 96.1 WLZA. And then that going forward will be the flagship station here in Starkville for and the Golden Triangle for Mississippi State sports. So All right. next football season will be on WLZA. And then the basketball season will finish out on KBB on 100.9. But going forward, it'll be on 96.1. So I'll be bringing that to your attention in the next couple of days because I don't want, we want to try to get you guys, you know, aware. If you're looking for Jim Ellis on 100.9, he's not going to be there. He'll be on 96.1. All right. The Bellsmith says, What's the worst MSU tradition that just needs to go away? I can't stand first down Bulldogs, Hale State. I actually like first down Bulldogs, Hale State. I do too. So that's not it for me. I, I, I it, it was don't stop believing. Yes, but they've they've done that now. So what is the what's out there? What is something that I just don't I don't care for? Hmm. Are you are you friends in low places? Bottom of the eighth kind of guy. Uh, I'm getting kind of over that one. Like that that started that th- yeah that's definitely at the top of my list because that started very organically. And then it turned into corporate. Like yeah. we had a light show, and it has like the beeping the sound light show, in the yeah, middle yeah, of it. Yeah, like not what? great. Not and they'll great. do like a light show in the middle of the day. Yeah. Okay. And so like there it is. That's our answer. <clears throat> that's just it's just too much. Yeah, we got it. We are, we are on a good another tradition. Oh, oh, oh. Another tradition I don't like is mm. stuffing the media in the upper deck in the nosebleeds of the stadium <laughs> when there's literally. Like ten feet of room to put yeah. everybody on the floor. Well, I don't, I don't like that tradition. I don't like that for the main reason is there'll never be a record crowd at the hump again. No, they, you, they took out two. You've sections eliminated of two seats. sections because yeah. Well, that's just what everybody else does. That makes yeah. that that no, no no that don't work for me. Yeah, it doesn't work. J- just because everybody else does this, which by the way nobody does that. I also don't like the tradition of having a row in the press box at Diddy Noble Field where you can't see the field. If you're sitting there, I don't like that tradition at all. 
Uh, do you know what yeah, yeah. terrible? Yeah, if you're in the press box, you're in the second row, you, you got to watch <laughs> Which John TV. Cohen said that was going to be fixed, but <laughs> well, he's a liar. Yeah. You know how that goes. And a traitor. Just, just let it all out, <laughs> why don't you? No. But, yeah, he did say that we were going to fix that, and it never got yeah, fixed. Yeah, it never got fixed. Uh, the Dude, would you be open to a mega podcast episode with every state podcast host that is sponsored by Strange Brew? Maybe record in the shop. Like a 10-person podcast? No, I personally would not be up for that. Maybe Bart and Charlie. I Bart, four I can live with. but Yeah, we're not going to throw everybody in the mix. That's just too many, too many, many loudmouths trying to get to the front of the line. But hey, you give me some hot chocolate and maybe a donut or something. Oh. I'll jump in there. A jelly donut. I'd, I'd get in there. Yeah. Is it acceptable to miss the opening Saturday game of baseball to go to Oxford to watch the basketball game? Well, I sure hope it is because that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I, I think I think early in the season basketball takes prominence. You're in key games in the SEC. I have no problem choosing basketball over baseball. Yeah, me either. It'd be one thing if this was last year and the team was terrible. Yeah. But that game is meaningful. So, yep. yeah. I'm uh, interested to see what that looks like, that game. Could, could that game turn into what the women's games used to be at Oxford, where State kind of takes <laughs> over? Or now That's an interesting question. I've been thinking about that. Like, I'm, um, like, is this fan base back to the point where they're willing to travel to Oxford and – Go to that game. I don't know. I can't imagine there's going to be a huge Ole Miss crowd there. So there's going to be tickets available. I'm wondering if, especially if State, let's say State has LSU, Arkansas, Kentucky. Let's say there's some combination of two and one, right? They beat LSU, and let's say they beat Kentucky at home. A lot of State fans are going to want to go to that. Even though it's baseball, a lot are going to want to go Yeah, and take over the pavilion. So uh, It's a nice place to watch basketball, too. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a fine arena. Yeah, for sure. They got a Canes. They do. Uh, let's see. Which, here. by the way, we we went there the other day. Me, Steph, with the Canes at at Ole Miss. Oh, that's for the women's game. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, me, Steph, Theo, John, Abby. We went to Canes. Then, like, it opened up right when the arena opened up, so mm-hmm. everybody had to run in line and get Canes. They only have one thing on the menu. You can you can only get the four chicken fingers. Like you can't get three, you can't get five, you can't get. It's just four chicken tenders. So the lady's like, "Can I take your order?" And I was like, "Is there anything other than that?" And she was like, "Nope." And I was like, "Well, I have that." I mean, you could eat order two of them, I guess. Yeah, you could yeah, want eight so. tenders. So, <laughs> uh, R.J. Sweatman asks us, "Is Dakota Jordan the next superstar?" We talked about that a little bit the other day about. Who's going to be the freshman that's sort of like Hunter Hines? It, it just feels like that's the guy that early on you think could be the guy. He could. Had a great I senior think Sanjay, year last though, year. Just because he's so unique. He's going to take the college baseball world by storm, I think. Uh, Drangelo. Because there's just there's nothing. That's going to be must-see TV. Yeah. People are going to tune in to SEC I mean, The Network first time Plus. he switches gloves and he, he switches sides, people yeah. are going to go crazy. And, I mean, that's the great thing about Mississippi State, getting him here for a couple years. I'm not sure his draft eligibility. I hadn't really looked into that. We'll worry about that down the line. But you get here, you get him for at least two or three years. Yeah. Um, that's that's going to be pretty special to watch. Yeah. 
that's going to be one of those guys that we're going to talk about. Like, we actually got to cover that guy, you know, like we do with Dak. Like, uh, I'm not saying he's going to hit that level of stardom, but mm-hmm. just saying I got to I got to cover a guy that could throw 91 from the left side and 96 from the right side and was a matchup nightmare. I mean, that's going to be fun. I agree. I agree. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, I'm with you on that. Like, I don't know that he's going to become a superstar or anything like that. But, yeah, it's definitely going to be something that people are like, oh, that, oh, you covered that guy. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also from RJ, how has our offense turned it around in men's basketball? I mean, it's just simple. They were already getting good shots. Now they're, now they're making them. Just they're, executing. Yeah. They've always been in position, but it's just like, you know, any good coach is going to get his team to play better as the year goes on. And if, if they're committed to their craft, they're going to be better as the year goes on. Staying in the gym, shooting more, you get more confidence. Confidence is a big thing in basketball. If you have the confidence to make a shot, it's going a lot of times it's going to go in. I mean, and it's, that's not the only thing that you need to make a shot, but um, lack of confidence plays into um, your issues sometimes, and I think State's starting to get it. Um, nope, didn't lock it. Can't answer. I can't ask that one. Uh, let's see here. Sorry that I have to sort through these. Twitter's messing up for us today. All right, Brian McDuff. Who is the worst? People who don't let you pass on the left. People who that buy vowels when they clearly know the answer and wheel of fortune. People who do not put their shopping carts up. People that talk loudly on speakerphone in an indoor public place. I want you to go first. This, this, a, this is a tough one. It's tough. All of these people are terrible. I think it, it might be... The uh, person that talks loudly on the speakerphone. Okay, I can I can get behind that. I'm not going to argue too hard again. But I, I'm I'm very I'm very conflicted because I worked at Walmart when I was in college. I've worked at a grocery store. I was a cart pusher. Yeah, so that was literally my job. Yeah, and that like I was ready to fight someone yeah. when they did that. Do you do you watch like the cart narks? Uh-uh. Oh, like it's, they're the people who like they they sit in parking lots and they are one of the reasons. Never mind that I'm a decent person and I do it anyway. But like if somebody leaves their cart, they like run up to them and they're like, "Oh, here's your cart. You know, yeah. take it over there." You forgot and, it. They, and they record them and people lose their minds on them. Another one. Surprised they haven't gotten shot. To be the honest, people with that you. the people that put like that just like leave dirty diapers in the Walmart parking lot. Oh, the worst. Like, what are you doing? It's just what are you doing? Like uh, so, sometimes I wonder if like if we actually might be animals. Well, we are. So the, the correct answer here, I'll be honest with you, to me is don't pass them. People don't let you pass on the left. Like That's just that's annoying. bad, too. But for Brian Haydad, the people that buy vowels on Wheel of Fortune when they know the answer, guys, that's costing you money. Like, yeah, you have to buy the vowel. They must they must think that they're going to get more when they spin. The adults, nothing's worse than somebody who clearly knows what it is buys two vowels, and they spin again, I root for those people to go bankrupt. Yeah, I openly root for that. Uh, th- Huge pet peeve of mine. What about the people when you're on the highway and mm-hmm. like you set your vehicle on cruise mm-hmm. and they're like in the other lane and they go fast and then slow down and fast, and so you pass them just to get around them, mm-hmm. and then they pass, they pass you. you so when that happens, and then and then I, I get scroll through my you. Spotify and play Time to Play the Game. Because that's what we're doing at that point. We're playing yeah. the game. I've ridden down Highway 82. It takes 18 minutes to get to Matheson, mm-hmm. where I live, um, from Starkville. I've ridden down that highway many times with a person racing me. Yeah. 
And I'm like, all I want to do is set my cruise on like 74 and just go home. So why, what, why are you chasing me? Why are you racing me at this point? I was coming back from Tupelo one time on 45 South, <clears throat> and I'm doing like 74. Okay, and speed limit 65, but I'm speeding, but I'm 74, right? So I'm passing people, and finally I get to this one car, and they just start coming with me. I'm like, really? So I decided I'm not going to have this today. So I just start hitting the gas, and they stayed with me. I got up to 96. I've done that before. All on Highway 45, I was at 96, and finally I just said the hell with it. I pulled a Maverick on them. I just hit the brakes and let them go. I do that, too. I was like, I can't. I can't go anywhere. And then they'll hit their brakes. No, sometimes. no, no. They, they just kept going. I was like, I, ho- I, was, I hope they the got The person stay. I did that with, uh-huh. they hit their brakes to slow down. Oh, my like, gosh. Like, what? Like, you're a freaking loser. I know. Like, seriously. so annoying. All right, Steve Vincent. It had to have been like a teenage guy. Oh, it had to be, yeah. Steve Vincent asks, what's your favorite football movie? Ooh, that's a tough one. Remember the Titans oh, is God, up there. No. No. I love Remember the Titans. Not a fan, but it's probably going to be. Um, gosh, it might be Friday Night Lights. Just because okay. I have such a, I, I have such an affinity for. I read the high book, school and sports. that just sort of, it's just not. I wanted it to be the same as the book, and it's not. It's not that far off. Well, they left out one of the major characters first and foremost. That bothered me, and then. In the book, they don't lose in the state championship they game. They destroyed everybody, pretty much. Well, in the book, they lost in the state semifinals, not the state championship game. Oh, yeah. That's what happened in real life. And well, they didn't play at the Astrodome. They played at Texas, at the, in Austin. Yeah. Bothered me. So I, I love Friday Night Live. In terms of actual, like, the football looks like football, any given Sunday is a good football movie. The football that looks like football to me. What it used to look like. Yeah, yeah. You, you, can't, have, you can't hit people like that anymore. I always liked that movie. The so. program's up there. The program is probably my actual answer. I love the program. I was exposed to the program when I was like maybe like nine, eight or nine. That came out my senior year of high school when I was still playing football. So I was so our, fired up. Wyatt Rogers was the coach at Will Rogers' dad was coach at Winston. Mm-hmm. And I was just, you know, my dad did all the broadcasts. My sister's boyfriend was the star running back. <clears throat> so those guys were like heroes to me. And like th- every now and then they would let me come in the locker room, hang out with them and stuff. So on Thursday nights, they had a movie night in the locker room and they watched the program mm-hmm. and I'd never seen it before. Mm-hmm. So I sit down and watch this thing and I'm like, what is going on? Like I've never seen an, a rated R movie in my life. <laughs> so <laughs> that's only rated like, R for language. There's no nudity or anything in that. Yeah. Those but it was, like, you know, I, I was never exposed oh, yeah, to yeah, that yeah, at that you. point. My dad was a preacher, so, you know, I was, very sheltered. I saw that that when we were seniors in high school, and uh, you know, I really enjoyed it because you know I was still playing football at that time, and uh, I, I'll never forget. I forget. I think it was Jackson St. Joe when we got on the field. They were they were they were doing one of the scenes. They reenacted one of the scenes from that movie. They were spitting in each other's mouths. Oh, I remember that. Part. I was that was like, kind of crazy. I was like, you guys are, are gross. <laughs> I was glad we won that game. Uh, so. I remember watching Remember the Titans at the theaters. I did. I saw the theater. And I, I'm trying. I'm trying to remember. State played a football game that day, because I remember either going to the game or watching the game, mm-hmm. and then going to see Remember the Titans. I wish I could remember that. Maybe Alabama. I can't remember. I don't know. Uh, but I like Remember the Titans a lot. The Reverend Tom Bryson has a question for me. The Rev. Yeah. Uh, my eight-year-old Henry finds it hilarious that your name sounds like "Hey Dad." He wants to know if this is ever annoying in public. Any funny stories? 
Like, hey, Dad. Oh, well, I guess it does sound like that. I've never thought about that. I've done that a few times. I've done that a few times. Every hey, Dad. teacher, any, anytime I meet a new person, that is the first thing out of their mouth. Oh, like, hey, Dad. And which and, is a dad and, joke. And I really just want to go like, you are the first person that has ever said that. It's incredible. I've, I can't believe no one's <laughs> ever made that connection before. Um, my favorite story is I ha- I was at a job. All right. You know how like you're at a job, right? And they keep personnel files on you, right? Mm-hmm. So they, And usually they're alphabetical, right? So if you had a file, it would say Falk, Robbie, right? Yep. This guy put my file in as Brian, Heydad. He thought Heydad was my first name because everybody called me Heydad. You know what's strange to me? How we have, you know, some people, like, if you say their last name, mm-hmm. it's, you know, just, that's what you call them. Right. And some people, it seems a little... It's weird. Like, if like, people just called you Falk, I, I would when, when somebody calls me Falk, yes, it sounds a little confrontational. sounds like they're, they're, yeah, but people call me Hey Dad. I, say, I always say that my friends call me Hey Dad. Like, if somebody calls me Brian, that means they don't know me that well. How, like, where do you, when do you, what, how do you draw the line? For, like, for me, it... I went to high school with Brian McDuff, so we had one Brian. And then when we were in junior high, there was another Brian. We also had two Ryans in the class. So, I mean, we had to do something, and so I just became Hey Dad. Like, if I called, like, if if I called Stefan, like, Hey, Krajnik. Hey, Krajnik. Yeah. Get over here. Yeah. Like, it, was, it, feels, it feels weird, right? Yeah. Like, but, like, so, like, but like we said, say, hey, Sock. When people say, like, call me Falk, like, I'm like, nah, don't call me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just Ooh, I don't weird. like that. Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, let's see here. Um, Will Carruth asks, is there a high-quality video or audio of the Hank Flick basketball intro, what's being said by the announcer before games today? So Anthony Craven has brought back the hump for hoops, which is fantastic in my opinion. As far as high-quality video, no, but I would tweet at some of the guys or tweet at Hale State Men's Basketball and ask, hey, can we get that? Because people definitely, I think, want to see it. So I-, I was trying to see real quick. If I had this, mm-hmm. um, when I was in high school, myself and my friend Moose mm-hmm. and um, Moose. another one of my friends, I can't remember who went with us, mm-hmm. one Sunday we went to watch Mississippi State in Arkansas for basically the SEC West Championship. Okay. And he filmed this. Like from the we sat in the student section. We we got there early and snuck into the student section. That's what we used to do when we were in high school. We thought it was awesome to sit in the student section. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Now you can't. Well, in the men's, it's getting better, but it was at a point where you you wouldn't be caught dead sitting in the student section, much less standing. Right. But it was cool back then. So we got in there. You know, we wore like face paint and stuff, and he filmed like the game and filmed like some highlights from the game in the student section and stuff. And I think he filmed that. You might can find that online somewhere, like okay. on YouTube. I think it's on YouTube. I'll have to ask him. Um, I have to ask him if he's still got that. All right. Uh, Jason says, if State can make the tournament with this men's team, do you see a decent run or a one and done? I mean, I can't tell you that right now. I mean, because of their shooting woes, if they if they get the wrong matchup, if they get a team that can score a lot, they could be in trouble. So, I mean. I gotta see what the matchup is right now. I mean, this team is just too. They they're playing good right now, but they haven't been great all year. So I mean, we'll have to see. Yeah, we just. I don't know if this team is is ever going to be, you know, what everybody wants it Consistent to be. Consistent is the word. Yeah. yeah, 
And from a you know offensive standpoint, I mean, all their games are going to have to be real dirty. They're going to have to be, you know, defensive-minded games. The state's going to have to control the tempo. If it gets to a shootout, they're in trouble. Yeah. Uh, also from Jason, what does our SEC record in baseball have to be to talk about hosting? 17 and 13? <clears throat> That's usually it, – it really just depends. Like, they can't have some bad non-conference yeah. losses. Yeah, because I always pointed out 2014 they were 18 and 12, but they lost I think seven. You have to be you can be 17 and 13, and you can't have more than maybe five or six, five maybe non conference losses. Yeah, and that's been kind of Mississippi State's key in the years that they've hosted is they've been really good in non conference play. because yep. you you can't expect your team to come out there and go you know 24 and six yeah. or 24 prior to eight, last whatever. year I think Lamonis had only lost two non conference games or something like that. It's something crazy. So. Probably more than that, but not much. Yeah. Well, I know his first year he only lost one. 19, they only lost one. They lost to USM on a Friday, one nothing in extra innings. That was the only non-conference game they lost the whole year. Yeah, that was crazy. So. And that, that was that's kind of the key a lot of times is you take care of your business in non-conference, mm-hmm. you don't have any bad losses, mm-hmm. and then you just kind of be better than okay in conference play, and you'll, yeah. be, in, you'll be in good shape. Was the Mountain Dew pitch black match Bray Wyatt's worst match? I don't say it's his worst match because it's tough to beat a hell in a cell that ends in a disqualification. There, there's been some that will bad always ones. bother me, but he's had some stinkers. This is a guy that like has all the potential in the world, and they just can't pull the trigger and figure out how to use him. They basically should have had him replace the Undertaker. He yeah. should have been that guy. But it, it they, goes they, a little at this overboard. point now. Well, it's, yeah, it's like we're a month in and we don't know what's going on with him. Like I, 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 I just I can't get behind it. So. I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Andy uh, Losick, how do you guys feel about Wright Thompson as a journalist and being such an Ole Miss fan? Brian, do you feel the same way about Bill Simmons and his Celtics fandom? I don't have a problem with people who are journalists and admit to being a fan. As long as they, you know, Simmons say what you want. When the Celtics suck, he, he'll tell you they suck. He'll, he'll get after them. Now, I say all that to say, I don't like Wright Thompson uh, because he is a guy who likes to poke fun at people. He, 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 a few years back, was on Twitter taking shots at Mississippi State. And then, and then got off when he had his feelings hurt. Exactly. Some people came after him after he, he – I think he talked some stuff to Alabama, of all people, and then state, they lost to Alabama. And people were like, Gary, there you go, you idiot. And he was like, well, this, is, this is a cesspool. Well, buddy, you contributed to that. So I'm not Plus, a big Wright Thompson the guy. Way he, the way he talks about the South is like he's in – like the South is in the, the 1880s. You know, it's, he's got that, like, a time to kill, like, outlook on the South. Have you noticed that? I mean, it's kind of, I mean, the, some of the stuff he's saying is true, but at the same time, some of it's like, you know, you know, we're not all walking around barefooted. Yeah. So I, I forgot to tell you about this. <clears throat> I didn't know this, but evidently Tony Bourdain, before he passed, he was, he was doing that show for CNN, right? Where he went, it was sort of like the one he did on Travel Channel, where he went to different places. Yeah. So he did a Mississippi one. I had no idea he had done this show, right? So I'm sitting there, it's like, oh, this will be great. So he's down in Jackson. Uh, he's eating at the Big Apple Inn. Mm-hmm. He goes to Greenville and eats at uh, at uh, the Crystal Crystal Grill. It's in Greenwood. Greenwood, yeah, Greenwood. He went to Greenville and ate at Doe's. I was like, this is fantastic, right? And then he goes to Oxford. I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll just watch. So Wright Thompson's the there. The capital of America. And a few other people. And I'm just watching, and I was like, okay, okay, we're just going to get through this. And then somebody in the middle of it says, Oxford is a, is a mecca 
of and I was like done click done but the but the, you know why it's like that because of people like Wright Thompson yeah he was in the group they spread it around I was like oh, you know this not. place is just and then when you get there mm-hmm. you know there's they continue to feed into your yes your brain like this place is Look into my eyes. That's the thing. This like, is the this greatest. Is, the place show was on about Earth. the Mississippi Delta. I was like, "Why are you in Lafayette County? It's on the Delta." Yeah, I just and back to your point, like about journalists being fans or yeah. whatever. Like, why am I going to pretend that I don't have an affiliation with Mississippi State? Yeah, I, my entire life, I grew up a Mississippi State fan, right? And a huge Mississippi State family, down to like my fourth, fifth cousins. Yeah, everybody in my family is a state fan, except for the ones that married into it. And I go to Mississippi State. Um, I had a dream of of being uh, an announcer for Mississippi State and stuff like that. I can't hide that. I can't hide the fact that I grew up a Mississippi State fan and I was the biggest state fan in my school and all that stuff. I can't hide that stuff. So why would I go out of my way to try to hide that? Yeah. Now, the way that I always say it is, does that keep me from looking at what I'm covering objectively? Right. If I can't, if I can't look at a game and say, you know what, State didn't didn't do this very well. State did this badly. This this coach should have done this. Um, you know, Mississippi State did something wrong here when it comes to NCAA rules. If I can't do that objectively, then I'm a bad journalist. Right. If I can look at a game and, you know, people called us emotional, whatever, for saying it like it was with the Kentucky game and stuff like that, if if I can look at that objectively, and if you can look at something objectively and say this was bad, the Mississippi State did, they didn't do this correctly. Mm-hmm. The university is not doing these things correctly. Mm-hmm. If I if I can do that, then what does it matter deep down inside what my rooting interests are for a certain team? Yeah, these all these other journalists have rooting interests for for teams. Um, so to <clears throat> it it typically comes from people inside the state working for another university, which, by the way, go to games, go to go to national championship games with their friends, and some of them wear Ole Miss stuff out and about. Those people try to act like they're, you know, beneath the fandom thing when that in reality they carry more water than anybody else. So I digress on that. But I just – I don't get the the whole – oh, you're, you're just a homer and this and that. I can call things for how they are. I don't care. And, you know, I, I have an affiliation with Mississippi State. I grew up a Mississippi State fan. Deep down inside, I want Mississippi State to succeed, and it's very good for my business, too. Yeah. So, anyway, all that to say, you can move on. Okay, then. I just wanted to, to get that out there. Very good. Another Do question. you agree or disagree? I totally agree with you. Okay. And I've said it many times. Uh, another one from Andy. You can take this one off again. How much does Jesse Marsh's failure in firing at Leeds hurt Americans being taken seriously in the EPL? Other big European leagues. I mean, the player. Some of the players are playing really well, so that's not a huge issue. And you're at Leeds. Leeds not a good team. It's not a good club. They, they, they you know, they, they've been in the Prem now for the last two and a half seasons, and they, you know, they've been in the relegation. They were, they were lucky to not get relegated last year. I mean, I don't take anything away from that. So, okay. Nine hundred one Stark Dog. Which home and away series are you most looking forward to contending and covering? Are you doing any away series this year? I'm going to Kentucky. Okay. Um, really? I, I, oh, well, oh, never mind. I know what's going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else are we? What are you going to LSU? I might go to LSU. They're at um, Alabama. I will go to Alabama. Yeah. I, I usually go to Alabama. 
Yeah. It really just depends on how the – I'm not doing any, just for the record. It really just depends on how the season plays out, if it's worth it for me to go to some of these series. Yeah, like LSU's late in the year. You might That might be one to go to, you know, yeah. to mean something. Um, I probably go to Auburn. I love going to Auburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to go to Tennessee. That's here, though, isn't it? No, it's, no, in, it's, Knoxville. it's in Knoxville. That's right. Arkansas is here. That's right. So – Basically, we got Tennessee, Auburn, Alabama, LSU, Kentucky. I'll probably go to most of them. Okay, I'm not going to any of them. I'm not planning to at this time. So, at home, I mean, I would say Arizona State, but I guess I'm going to miss that Saturday game, and I might miss the Friday game if it's early enough. So I don't really know that I'll be covering that. And I'm, then, I'm always excited about the Arkansas series, Arkansas and Ole Miss, you know, and Ole Miss so. and A and M, A and M coming in, yeah, that should be fun. and Vanderbilt coming in this year too. Great home schedule, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Alexandra Watson. So I started going to the gym on a regular basis at the first of the year. How long do I have to go before I can officially get upset the people who just sit on the machines and play on their phone instead of working out? I'm the wrong person to ask questions about the gym to. I'll be totally honest with you. Um, that being said, I mean, if you, if you've been going for a solid month now and you're actually working out, I think if somebody's just sitting on a machine and like, they're just there for Instagram, you can be upset at them. Yeah, they like they set up them doing like a couple of reps, yeah. and then the rest is them flexing in the mirror. Yeah, exactly. I've never been a gym guy, as you could probably tell. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm just I'm just naturally buff. Yeah, it just comes naturally for me. I yeah. don't have to really uh, do anything, to be honest with you. Ford Polk, if you were invited, would you watch a game from left field and still be able to get your work done? What work? I'm just I'm just up there. I've been wanting to do this for a while. So if we've been invited out there. Ford, if what you're saying is you're inviting Robbie and I out there, yeah, we'll figure it out. Come on, Ford to, delivered to, us some food one time. Bring us out there, man. I've, I've been wanting to do that, but I, I can't. I don't know like what we would do. You know, like I, yeah, like from work perspective, I like, would just be sitting there and be like, I'm not working. Yeah, but I, you know, I've always wanted to like kind of incorporate that too. But yeah. I mean, we can't do like a live like TNL. No, or, we can't do anything because yeah, the SEC rules on that. So, well, we could we could we could do like a we could sit out there and record or something. I think talking. Well, I think you could do something live as long as you're not facing the field. Yeah, I think that's the rule. Well, we just can't do like a oh, and there's a drive to left field. Right, we can't call the game. Yeah. So, uh, what college football stadiums would be a good host for the Super Bowl? See, I'll be honest with you here. I don't think any of them would be. Because you got uh, the whole thing about the Super Bowl is you want to have them in big stadiums that have a lot of amenities, and like I mean, like Tuscaloosa maybe, but like Tiger Stadium is too old. What about like uh, in Northwestern building like a really nice state of the art? Yeah, but that's like it's it's on a uh, it's in Illinois. I mean, be freezing at this time of year. Yeah, but and even then, I bet you that thing is not going to hold like forty thousand. I mean, you got to have a stadium that holds sixty, seventy five, seventy five thousand. I don't know. So I don't. I don't know. Yeah, the pro stadiums are just. Yeah. You want them in pro cities. I mean, Tuscaloosa couldn't handle. I, I don't think Tuscaloosa could handle a Super Bowl. As many. I know they handle huge games every year, but a Super Bowl is just different. There's just not. There's not many. Um, there's not many places like these NFL stadiums that have the state of the art. Mm-hmm. Like you know, the 49ers is a is a very state of the right. art arena. Right. Cowboy Stadium, same way. It's just a different kind of yeah facility. Uh, you, I mean, you've seen what we've seen what Nashville's getting ready to yeah, do. With the yeah, Titans. It's be awesome, yeah. Real quick, speaking of Tuscaloosa, I got a rumblings question for you. Oh. What do you think about what Aaron Suttles is doing? 
Did you see this today? I can't figure out like what he's just going to write features on NIL players. I think he's going like, to be able to interview players and like talk about what they do. It's I mean, kind of like what Joel does, but it's going to be from an NIL perspective. Is that is that something is that the sustainable? Thing of the but is that something sustainable for like a full time job? Apparently, for now it is. I mean, we'll see. I I kind of had my doubts on the athletic. And it's, it's sort of interesting out. that you talk about like <clears throat> journalists being fans. All right, Aaron Suttles has been a guy covering Alabama for years. I don't know if he went to Alabama or not. I guess he did. But now he's working for their fun, or a fundraising arm of them. Not, I mean, Joel works for the university, but he's not directly involved in, in fundraising. This is in, He's working for their NIL collective. That's yeah. a heck I of just, a jump. I just wonder if that's a like that's something that's worth spending money on from the NIL uh, standpoint. It's Alabama. They got money. Because, you know, like you can talk to a, a journalist and feed them some stuff and do it for free. But yeah, but then they, you know, at the same time, there, there's a lot of journalists that would take. At the same time, though, those journalists are going to, if somebody gets arrested, they're going to report on that, and so yeah. you have to balance that. Whereas Suttles is not going to be digging up dirt while working for this. Probably no. So. He's going to be. It's going to be more, more it's, so it's like, like what Joel and Logan do. Yeah. So if yeah, I had to guess, he's going to be. He's going to do a lot more than just write features. He's going to have press releases. Yeah. Stuff oh like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Where announcing their deals and things like that. So I just thought I saw that today. I thought it was interesting. Sheldon Nations asks us, "Did you know gravity on the International Space Station is basically the same as on Earth?" I did not know that. I always thought the dogs laid eggs. <laughs> I learned something today. Dear old state, when the SEC expands to sixteen teams, Mississippi State would likely play three permanent opponents and split the remaining twelve teams over the next two years. Would you rather play? Georgia and Bama in the same year and skip both of them the next year or stagger them? I would rather uh, stagger them. Yeah. I don't want to have two losses. Because that's what you're looking at. I mean, even in your best years and they're kind of down, you're you're probably going to lose both of those games because the talent differential yeah, and, the, just, and the coaching staff too. Yeah. So it's just you, you would much rather play one this year, one the next. Uh, this person tagged me in an interview with Morgan Wallen. Like, what do I care Congratulations. I don't I don't listen to Morgan Wallen. Jay in Baltimore, preseason scrimmage stats can be frustrating. Left to wonder, is the hitting great or the pitching bad? Given the fact these guys see each other so often in practice, who has the biggest advantage, pitchers or hitters? We always talk about it. The, the hitters have the advantage until it, I'm sorry, pitchers have the advantage until it warms up. That being said, when you bat off a guy, I, I think I think when you're talking about your, your players you practice against, your teammates, I think hitters have the advantage. Because pitching tendencies are just different than hitting tendencies, I think. Yeah. And, and in some in some instances you kind of have an idea of what's being called. And once you kind of see the ball coming out, yeah. you know, you kinda you see the spin You start on start it. seeing the release points and things like that. You start yeah. getting those those things. Yeah. So But I I, t- I tend to fall on like you know the the pitchers are usually you know the p- top end pitchers are usually going to be what they are. There might be like a, a couple of bad games. Hitters can go into major slumps. Pitchers that are the most dominant are usually going to be dominant yeah. most of the year. Yeah, I I, I usually lean towards pitchers, mm-hmm. but yeah. All right, uh, John says rank these moments: Dak stiff arm. And the Bears block at LSU. Morgan William at the buzzer. Tanner Allen's three-run jack against Virginia. This is really easy for me. Morgan Williams is number, number one. one. Tanner Allen's number two. Dak's number three. I mean, Morgan William 
uh, Final Four, Tanner Allen, College World Series, Dak, Week Five of the regular season. It's just it's just super easy. But what, do you think that that game was viewed more than either of the other two? I would bet. I bet the Morgan William game was viewed viewed more. It's definitely got more play. I, I think. I bet you the the ratings. For Tanner Allen was viewed the least. The least, by far, by far. But in terms but, of importance, yeah, yeah. Because I don't think they win the College World Series if they no, don't win that game. No. So, Morgan Williams' buzzer beater is <laughs> one of the top five March Madness moments. Of Men all or time. women? Men or women? Yeah. Because it was a, you know, State was really good, but it was David versus Goliath. It let's was. Be honest. It yeah. was a. It was a little. It was a little engine that could program, that has never been, you know, super competitive at that level. Versus one of the greatest dynasties in the history of sports. Yeah. And won 111 straight And they had won 111 games in a row, and it looked like nobody could touch them. Yeah. And then, you know, this this tiny, you know, point guard comes in there and rises up and hits that kind of shot. I mean, it was storybook. I didn't even know, like, I was so out of it. Like, I didn't even know what to really write because there was so much surrounding it. But, um, that moment was it's it's arguably the greatest moment in Mississippi State sports history. Mm-hmm. So it's it's right up there. It's right up there. Uh, Shelby Beach says, How dare the two of you leave banana pudding out of the perfect Well, we know Brian's I don't like on banana, banana pudding. pudding. Exactly. Also no mention of gravy with the bit I don't biscuits and gravy, it's okay. It's good. I mean I, I had I'd rice rather, and gravy. But, well he said with the biscuits for breakfast. So he wants biscuits and gravy. I, I just I don't have biscuits and jelly. No. Okay, well let's go there. Brown, white sausage gravy, or tomato gravy for biscuits? Yeah, white sausage gravy. Yeah, yeah, me too, for sure. That brown gravy is is. I've a never sleeper. done brown gravy on biscuits. My mom used to do that. Really? I would wake up. I do it like for dinner for sure. Yeah. So I I was kind of skeptical about it, but it was delicious. All right, I believe you. I believe you. Uh, let's see here. Uh, also, he wants to know what is the number one Super Bowl food. If we're talking about like for a Super Bowl party, wings and pizza. Wings and pizza. I hundred percent agree. And then if we want to make a dip, you know, and do some crack dip or some buffalo chicken dip. Mm-hmm. Those are my favorite. Mm. What is your adult beverage of choice? I'm a beer drinker. Um, but that said, if I'm going to have liquor, I like a vodka tonic. That is the Hey Dad breakfast of champions. That sounds cosmopolitan of you. Kettle one and tonic, two limes. That's 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 my cocktail order. Sophistication. I'm 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 very classy, don't you know? Uh, Rob Hadaway, who is in the wrong? The co-worker who routinely copies everyone on emails and email chains that aren't relevant to the group, or me, the person who begs him to, to not to and is told just delete it. The first person is wrong. I don't. I can't sympathize with this. I don't. You don't get you don't get like a bunch of like you know Fords and stuff like that. I mean, I just get stuff that like like I'm on subscription or something, and I'm no, talking about like if somebody sends you a bunch of emails that they're that are not the. I don't to you. don't really get that that much. Okay, I do like with people. Rob, at Rob our, you're not in the wrong here. People at work, you know, will send out a an update on certain things that we're doing behind the scenes, but that doesn't really bother me. I got you. The worst is actually the person who, when they the company sends out a big email and puts everybody on it. The person who replies to everybody. Yes, the hits reply all. Like I get that a lot, where it's like, "Hey, team, we're doing this going forward." Or if someone like we do it with promotions, right? If somebody gets a promotion, or if we hire somebody, like, please welcome so and so, and then you'll get 
hey, welcome to the team. You know, it's like, I don't need this. I I might I might make a mistake sometimes, but I usually hit reply instead of reply all. I hear you. And I'm in good shape. Yeah. Rob Hadaway, how is this actress's last name pronounced? I'm pretty sure that's Margot Robbie, right? Uh, Rob has some kind of like tick, a tick with your or fascination or whatever with pronunciations. I mean, I, I she's don't, Margot Robbie, right? I I said her name was Margot Robbie one oh. day, and like several people got really upset about it, and I was like. It's Robbie, though, isn't it? I guess. I, I mean, it's spelled the same as, as mine. I, yeah. People are telling me I'm wrong, so I, I guess I'm wrong. Okay. But, like, why does it matter? All right. I, Rob Hadeaway. That's what you are. <laughs> Couple of haters. Hadeaway. All right. So, uh, Patrick Swindoll. What happened? Uh, no, 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 no. What? He had a question for you, too. He's got to take another shot at me. Oh, well, where is it? Follow-up question for Brian. How do you pronounce the first name of your podcast partner? I'm not, I am not. I don't have that. Well. Do you not tag me in it? Yeah, you're tagged. Maybe it's further up. I mean, I don't know. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to it. Margot Robbie. <laughs> what happened to Keyshawn Murphy? Is he in the dog? Not a good defender. Yeah, I think that's kind of that's, that's all the gist is. of it. Yeah. I just don't think you're going to play much if you can't defend for I Chris Jans. Okay. I, I don't, he's not going to sacrifice. Yeah. Um, you know, defense for offense. It's just not going to happen. All right, Robbie, here's the question you were born to answer. Here we go. Rank these bass players who are also lead singers. Paul McCartney, Getty Lee, Les Claypool, Lemmy, Sting, Gene Simmons. This is an all-star group. Well, Paul, Paul McCartney is number one. Over Getty Lee. Songwriter. Went was successful as a single I mean, artist. I, I, can't, I can't argue too much. All right, so had, McCartney, had, Paul Getty McCartney and Wings. Right? Yeah. Okay. Gene Simmons um, is last, by the way. Simmons not a great bass player. Uh, okay, uh, remind me Les Claypool. Primus. Okay, I just I don't know. I, I know he might them. be the actual best bass player in this group. I, I liked his style. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't know him as well. Okay, but Sting, I'm, Sting I'm gonna go under, Sting underrated. I'm gonna go Sting after Getty. Okay, and then I'm gonna I, go. I'm probably gonna go Les Claypool just for the. I, I know how he can play. Yeah, he's a much he's a so great, better bass player from a from a standpoint of yeah. just he's not much being of a singer, very good. Yeah. yeah, and then Lemmy, and then Gene Simmons. Yeah, Gene Simmons as a bass player is, is just he's not average. great. He's not yeah. great. So, but he as a showman, he might be number one. Yeah. All right, last one from Patrick. We had a lot of ice and cold weather last week here, so we were in the house a lot and cooking different things. What are your favorite things to eat when it's cold and snowy outside and, you, and you're stuck in the house? So, Chicken noodle soup. When it's cold, I want chicken noodle soup. Uh, chili. Yeah, anything. Any kind of like soup. Beef stew. Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that kind of stuff really yeah. it really warms you up. Mm-hmm. Gets you going. Yeah. I don't have potato this soup. If I if I get a good country potato soup, somebody like that. That, that not doesn't just pour it in the can and pour it out of the can. Yeah. My wife hates potatoes because it, you know sometimes like when you're a kid and like you get sick. Yeah. On something like yeah. you can't. I was like that with ham for a long time. Apparently, she like uh, was taking some kind of medicine one time when she get had the surgery and she had had like a potato mm-hmm. and it made and like she got sick so she can't eat potatoes anymore and she can't eat French fries that are real potatoey. Like so, big steak fries, or yeah. Anything? So I can't. I don't get mashed potatoes at home. Mm-hmm. I don't get regular potatoes. I don't get. Uh, potato soup unless it's out of a can. So she's not a good 
She's not a good potato. She needs to come back my mashed potatoes because they're they're all smooth, no lumps. So I love those. I also love my dad makes like you know hand mashed mashed potatoes. Yeah, like oh, he no. takes the potato mashes. I, it. I have I have a potato ricer. Yeah, it makes them. I mean, there is literally no lumps. I'm I'm good with either. Okay, but I'm a big mashed potatoes guy. Potato. I love potatoes. I'll stick my in the mashed potatoes. And I've grown to really love sweet potatoes. Okay. I, about three years ago, I had never had a sweet potato before, mm-hmm. and now it's one of my favorite things. Okay. Ryan Nelson, it took Nick Saban a few weeks to find coordinators, and he was turned down multiple times on both jobs. Is it now obvious that many state fans owe Coach Arnett an apology for taking his time? People did get like crazy about, like, what's taking so long? Like, It's uh, a process. And it was only like what, like two week, two or three weeks after well, the bowl. I mean, they hired Barbe on a Friday, I think, two weeks after the bowl. The same. It was like the same day yeah. that they had the news with Zach Selman. Yeah, yeah. So and I, I just didn't understand the angst. It only, it was only like a two week. Right. Process. Everybody was in the boat as far as a signing class. What were you, what were you worried about? Um, we sort of discussed Ryan's second question, so we'll skip that. Walking Bully, I asked this a month ago, but curious to see if you change your opinion. More likely to make the tournament, men or women? I still think it's the women. Yeah, I just think they have a little easier. The net ride. where it is right now, yeah. and the, you know their schedules, are, which I don't know. You know they're 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 pretty inconsistent. It's they hard are. to really tell what they are. Both but teams. Are. I think I think twenty win. I mean, I think four more wins gets them in the tournament. Yeah. So with the men, it's going to take a little more than that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Ryan Sparks with Groundhog Day last week. When and why did we start trusting rodents with weather advice? I don't trust rodents at all. Never trust rodents. Yeah. There's a reason that people are called a rat when they're untrustworthy. Also from Ryan, rank these obscure college mascots by which you would like to see those old men in top hats hold up and replace the groundhog, the bull weevil, the kangaroo, the koala, the peacock, the roadrunner, and the wasp. Obviously, the wasp is number one. I would like to see somebody try to hold up a wasp. Where is the anteater? Uh, that's a good question. The anteater should be on here. Shouldn't the land shark be on here? I want to see somebody hold up a land shark. Is a land shark actually like... Is that a thing? No. Yeah. So no. it's just going to be... you know. I want somebody to hold up Tony, Tony the land shark. Yeah. yeah. I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> so wasp is number one. Uh... Bull weevil, probably number two. Imagine trying to like zoom in on that. I don't want to see anybody try to hold a kangaroo because you're gonna get kicked in the head and get killed. That's last. What is Upper Iowa? I guess it's a university. Emory and Henry. That's a university. I know. I know that. Arkansas Monticello. Yeah, all these are places. My sister dated a guy from Arkansas Monticello one time. There you go. Mangum Cafe. Rank these cheeses: string, block, shredded, and cream. Block is one. Uh, cream is two. Shredded and or then string. That's where I'm going. I'm not a huge cheese guy, so I'll trust get your out. expertise. Just get out. I don't is hate pepper it. jack the ultimate cheese? I like pepper jack. I don't know that it's the ultimate cheese. Like go, you got to get out there and you know try, try some uh, some some fancy cheeses every now and then. They're good. Eat them. Eat them is good. Uh, I'm not gonna answer that one. Hunter Bowlware, what three catfish houses are y'all reviewing first on the Seaspire sponsor tour if they they come on board? Where should we go first? I think we got we got to pick an area. We can't 
We can't, like, in the first episode, traverse the state and go from Biloxi to South Haven. we got to find, like, an area where we can hit three in one day, and it's not that big a drive. Oh, I'd have to plan that out. Um, it's, I mean, it's probably going to be, like, you know, the that Florence area. We, should, Jerry, we talked about Jerry's Fish I want to start in the Delta. Where we could do that's that. where catfish, you know, is is king. Well, you know, Belzona is like the the heartland. Well, we got to go there. And that that is like catfish. So we do like capital. Belzona, Greenville, and <clears throat> I don't someone else in that area, Leland. Yeah, because there's also like I think Heartland Catfish is actually mm-hmm. I think it's Heartland Catfish is. So that's in how we start the Itabina, show. We, right we, so we go to Heartland Catfish and we're and we you know we see the farms and then we're like all right so where should we go? Yeah, and they sort of send us on our way. We we really need to do this. Heartland Catfish might be interested in sponsoring that too. Like we really, maybe somebody can help us get the wheels in motion, or maybe you can the, do it. The main the main thing that we need is somebody who can do a camera. Yes. Yeah. Just us doing it on our iPhones isn't going to work. We need somebody filming us, and they can. This sounds like a job for Robbie Coblins. I need to talk to him. What is your all time favorite? This is our last question too. Uh... You know what? You know what my favorite catfish places are. Where the ones where they have like paper towels, yeah. like sitting in the thing, like in the fish. Yes. Sitting on them. Yes. Draining. Yes. Yeah. That's how you know. What's your all-time favorite Mississippi State football blowout win? This is a really easy question for me, but I'll let you go first. Florida two thousands up there. That's I, a good one. I, I mean, is it a blowout? I mean, it technically was. It was at one point they scored a couple garbage touchdowns. I call it a blowout. Okay. If you if you I mean, we dominated the if game. the game's dominated. Yeah. I call it a boy. That's up there That's for me. One. That's a good choice. Um, LSU to 2017. That's a really good one. Um, because we just we had not seen Mississippi State just beat the crap out of LSU. It had been a long in time. A long yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ole Miss 2016. Uh, That's the answer. Yeah. That's my all-time favorite. Putting up it's, a double nickel. With a, te- with a team that won five well, games. That wasn't any good, yeah. That's my all-time favorite. So. That will be that. Long show today. Of course, we got the extra. That was a good one. Well, we got the extra basketball stuff in too. All right, tomorrow's show. Future Brian will obviously recap what happened uh, at the Hump Wednesday night. Plus, we still need to talk a little more baseball, maybe some football talk as well. Have a great Wednesday, guys. We'll be back with you on Thursday for Robbie Falk. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk. This is. Talk Mississippi Media Production.